Can you imagine your life where money is your friend, working with you to achieve all your dreams and desires? If you struggle seeing money as your friend, then join Kathy Cook Noble, financial advisor and educator on understanding how your money can work for you. It is possible. Now, here is Financially Speaking with Kathy Cook Noble. Good afternoon and welcome to Financially Speaking on the Inspired Choices Network. I am your host, Kathy Cook Noble, and by day I am a financial advisor and a bookkeeper. I have a bookkeeping company and by night I talk on the radio, or at least on Monday nights. So that's kind of fun. And tonight I have with us a really special guest who's um, going to join us for the entire show and she's going to share with us all kinds of cool pieces of information and wisdom. And she is a professional speaker, uh, amongst other things. So have you ever seen a boring presentation or have you ever given one? Sarah is your world-class speaking coach, a coach that marries your expertise with your personality to take any stage. Whether you speak to a 100 or a 1,000, you can stand out from your competitors with the world-class speaking tools. Sarah has studied human behavior for over 20 years, speaking on stage of all sizes in the area of mental health and communication. It is your time to shine with confidence, creativity, and clarity through communication on all stages. Sarah has shared this learning to her corporate clients and one-on-one -on -one professional speakers. Coaching combined with the right set of skills is the ticket to being the speaker you desire. And I want to welcome Sarah Hilton to the show. Welcome, Sarah. Thank you, Kathy. I'm so happy and excited to be here. We're happy to have you. Um, it's a real treat. We've I've never had... Uh, a speaking coach on that's for sure but it's really really neat because everything that we do here talks about it's not necessarily about money even though it's financially speaking but um, it does talk about all the different financial concepts that we break down into everyday language so people can understand it because there's certainly no reason that they can't and there's no reason the industry needs to be as complicated but even what you're doing translates into dollars so I always like to think everything comes back to money in some way shape or form but even what you're doing, right? So absolutely. Tell, so tell us a little bit about um, who you are and how you got started, because I have this uh, inside privilege of knowing some really neat things about you, and you've had a fantastic experience in your life. Like you've done some pretty cool stuff. So maybe share with us a little bit about who you are and some of those cool things. Awesome. Um, well, I'll start by saying I do. I've had lots of adventures and lots of experiences. And I guess the, the unique thing about me is I've taken those adventures and experiences and even the challenges and the failures, <laughs> taken that all and created stories so that I can take them to the stage. So, it, for example, and I'm sure we'll get into it today, Kathy talking about money, but yes, I'm one of those ones that has the business failure story. Um, I'm also one of those ones that have traveled the world and seen kind of how culturally different people uh, speak and different people look at their mental health and kind of those two worlds, which I've been a part of for a long time. Um, and then more recently is just how do you keep business going? And for me, it's speaking on a stage and helping others tell their story and find their voice on the stage. Awesome. And you have been doing this for many years. You've you've really sort of integrated a lot of your conversation about mental health with your stage conversations, haven't you? I have. So 
um, right away when I left kind of that uh, regular world of nine to five in non-for-profit, I went into two businesses right away. So one was um, Dress Up Solutions, which is all about mental health. And one was Spoken Advantage, where I am a world-class speaking coach and I help other people, other people tell their stories. So I took kind of both lanes in building business. It's interesting because a lot of people will say, pick a lane, pick a lane. And I heard that, didn't quite follow it, but heard it. And luckily it's been worked out for me so far, but uh, it's, it's one of those things where you can bridge some of the information, but some of it you, you keep separately as well. So with your um, typical client that you have, do you mostly women, mostly men, uh, younger, older people? Like, do you have a particular market that you work with normally or? Yeah. So for Spoken Advantage, where I'm a world-class speaking coach, my one-to-one clients, um, they, let's put it this way, they're easier to sell to the male population than they are the female. Now, I have a, you know, like a thought about why I think that is. Mm-hmm. Um, as women, and I, I don't want to generalize, but kind of a common story, if you say, Kathy, would be that a woman goes somewhere, hears a really great idea about how it could build their business or help them in life or make them feel better, um, such as a coach. They'll hear and get really excited about it. And then, you know, they go home and then, oh, a bill comes in and, and then the kids need something for school. And then, you know, life goes on and the groceries were a little bit more this week. And unfortunately, that's kind of where our brains go. Whereas the male clientele that I've worked with over the years, they say, okay, this is my need. This is where I need a coach. Sign on the dotted line because it's going to drive my business or drive my position in my company or whatever that looks like. And that's typically the story that I get. Yeah. And I think that pretty common in a lot of the industries too. I know I see that in finance as well, where women, they're really good at putting other people first and, and they're even afraid to put themselves first because they think it looks selfish. And uh, I think that's probably a lot of the stuff that you're seeing too, which which is really interesting the way the different genders work, isn't it? It is. It is. And, yeah. just, and because we are such helping people <laughs> and we wear multiple hats, um, we see things that some perhaps sometimes others don't see. So I see the bigger picture compared to my husband who sees, um, and he's what I call the ideal husband because he helps out in all areas of the family. But when I look at my situation, I still know the stories of what's going on in the children's lives, what their stories are, what's going on in my girlfriend's lives. And I take all of that on as the helper. So it's hard yeah. to say, okay, well, now, you know, now I'm going to take care of me and put the, some finances into getting a coach myself, helping my business drive my business to the next level. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. And and that's so fantastic because it's not always the case to have that kind of support at home and then have a, you, I know you also have a good network outside of your home, which is, which is really great too. Um, so you are, as the world-class speaking coach, you actually do go around the world. Like I know a lot of businesses or a lot of places use that corporate headquarters or world, you know, world headquarters. And it's really, they're just in one spot, but you really are, you have been around the world. So um, what would you say has been one of your more interesting experiences with all the different places that you, you've been part of? So most of my traveling was done when I was a teenager. And so my father traveled. So I lived in Saudi Arabia for a few years. And one of the things that that really kind of changed my thinking as a young teenager was 
wow, there's more than just my little town of Mississauga. <laughs> like there's there's a whole big world yeah. out there. And what I also found was is the kids there um, that I went to school with because we went to an international school, the kids there um, had so many different stories than I did. And yet at the bottom, the bottom, the core, the foundation, we all had a dream. We all had a, a thought about what we would like to be when we grow up. We all um, wanted food and a nice home and family to come home to. So the core of the foundation, and I believe I take that into business every day, the core of the foundation of business is we start wanting to be happy and energized and excited, and when we hit that stage, we can get into this world of clarity and creativity and and communication, but that leads us to the money, the memories, and for for me, over the last few years, the magic. Oh, fantastic. And have you all, when did you know what you wanted to do as far as your business with the speaking. <laughs> so there there I was in the non for profit and I'm I will share this story yeah. because it's it's the truth is um I was speaking on mental health within the non profit world, non for profit world and you know you're kind of tied about how you how much you can share. It's all PowerPoint based. It's mm-hmm. very scripted um because, you know, they've got lots of players and, and funders and all of that in the picture. And then I realized that there's so much more to sharing stories and to helping people understand mental health. And so I applied for a position that was going to take um, my my speaking out there into the corporate field, the corporate market, which really excited me. And I applied, and I thought, you know, I am the ideal. This is my perfect job. I cannot wait. It's going to follow my lap. I'm ready for this. And I didn't get it. And they told me the reason I didn't get it is because I couldn't communicate in a corporate space. I didn't have enough public speaking skills. And I hadn't, um, I don't have the letters behind my name in the mental health world. And, like, yeah, it made me sit down and say, okay, wait a minute. What Uh am I doing all of this time? And why are we such on different pages? And I was going to Toastmasters at the time. Um, which is a, you know, a place where people can come, go and learn and practice speaking. And one of the, the, you know, one of the people that I met that became a friend said to me, Sarah, like, that's what you wanted to do. Go do it. And so I did. And that's nice. where spoke, their Stress Out Solutions was formed as I went out and spoke about mental health. Nice. And, <clears throat> and then you were able to incorporate into that your speaking the uh, mental health, because I've seen where you've, you've done a lot of speaking about mental health, but the, your stage presence is also really fantastic, and that speaks to your um, your speaking tools as well. So then when did you start doing the coaching? <laughs> so I did the coaching kind of right away. So what happened, which was interesting, okay. is I started coaching people in after because okay. I did bring a little something different to the table, and how I pride myself in my mental health speaking is the fact that we're unique and unconventional. So we don't have a PowerPoint and a keynote. Um, we are yep. very interactive. People laugh during a mental health presentation, which is somewhat rare. Yep. <laughs> and right when I started speaking, um, my speaking coach came to me and said, we're, we have this new program that we're starting for certifying and helping um, professional speakers become coaches. Would you, would you be a part of that? And now I'm actually a director, and I support that program fully, um, many years later, ten years later, in that world. Very nice. And 
so with, with dealing with people, I'm going to, I want to ask you this because this is actually something I've been curious about. What would you say is the biggest, I don't want to say mistake or error, but what's the one common, common trait that you found with people who are doing speaking engagements that, that they um, need improvement on? So what oh, would be their number biggest one. error? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Number one is confidence. Ah. And, and, right? So most people yep. or, or most speakers will say, well, I can, I can do a speech. Like I know my topic. I'm an expert in my field. But they don't really have the confidence to the point where they can get up on a stage and make it like a conversation. It's, right. it's scripted either by the PowerPoint or by the podium or by the script or by the memorization. And to me, that's not what um, many event planners or corporate conferences are looking for. They're looking for those speakers that can really um, have that conversation with the audience so the audience walks away going, wow, that really made a difference in my life. Right. Right. I think so, the other big piece, Kathy, too, is so yep. confidence is one, but I think the other big piece is um, pe speakers forget to practice. They say, oh, you know, I'm an expert in my field. I know my stuff. Um, but there's no structure. There's lots of content, sometimes too much content, no structure or no um, consideration to how it flows, um, where your high points are, where do you move on the stage, how do you interact with the audience, how do you get the audience to think of it from their perspective. So that whole um, how to really mold it and practice it and prepare it so that anything that comes your way on that stage that day um, can, can move, move through smoothly and really confidently that you've got it. Nice. And and is it fair to say or guess that your clients with the least amount of confidence would be the female ones? <laughs> so yes, <laughs> absolutely. Um, but then it's the the confidence speakers that sometimes think I don't have to have a coach or I don't have to practice this or I don't uh, need to see what it means to the audience because you know what I just know my stuff. Um, and that's good enough. And it's not not on the big, not on the stages anymore. Not in a workshop. Not in a, any type of speaking you do. Even in a networking group, like you go to network, and if you just come across with all of your stuff, um, nobody wants to listen to that anymore. Whereas, like today, you know, are you have you seen a boring presentation? Hmm, that's different. Yep. That's a question. You've got me thinking. Now, have you ever yep. given one? Oh, now you <laughs> hit me. <laughs> right. At the yep. point, we all have. we've all given a bad one at one time or another. So yep. it's it's all of that. It's the confident speakers sometimes come across so confident that they've forgotten about the part about the audience. And then the yep. not confident speakers um, go out there and they're so rely they rely so much on their tools such as scripts and um, PowerPoint and all those kinds of things they're comfortable with. So there's there's two areas for sure. Yeah, for sure. That's awesome. Um, we are already up to our first break, if you can believe it. So we are okay. going to take our, we're going to take our first break for the night, and we'll be we'll carry on for sure. We've got we want to talk lots more to Sarah about the speaking and how people get started and how they choose what they talk about and all those those things that we need to know for the the secrets behind the stage. Uh, so we're going to take our first break. You are listening to Financially Speaking with myself, Kathy Knoble, on the Inspired Choices Network. When we return, we're going to continue to talk about 
speaking, and we'll even talk a little bit about mental health with Sarah Hilton. She's our special guest tonight. We'll be right back. Too many of us get caught up in the unreal lives of reality television and complete to acquire stuff, which is setting us up to accumulate lots of debt. We're scared, confused, and don't know who to talk to. By tuning into Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook-Noble, you'll learn tips you can use to improve your financial health, which in turn can improve your overall health and make for a very happy life. Live a life you can afford and enjoy. It is possible. Listen for Financially Speaking Radio Show every Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Mountain, and 1 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. This is Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook-Noble. To participate in the program, call in the U.S. 815-880-8255, Canada 613-800-8736, or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to kathy at bookkeepplus.ca. Now back to the program. Welcome back, everyone. I am Kathy Cook-Noble. You're listening to the Inspired Choices Network. And today our topic is on public speaking and professional speaking in particular. And we're talking to Sarah Hilton, who's a world-class speaking coach, as well as an expert in mental health and communication. And she's had, she's been doing that for over 20 years. And we have her now at our disposal to ask all the questions we wanted to know about all the secrets that when people get up on stage and they look really good and it looks really easy, how'd they do that? So those are the questions I want to know from Sarah tonight. So Sarah, when you get up on stage, and I'm going to use you as an example because I have seen you speak a few times, it looks really easy. You, It just flows. It's not, it doesn't even, I, I always look and I listen to you and I'm thinking, I know she's prepared because I know you personally that way, but when I see you professionally on stage, I'm like, it sounds like you're just having a conversation and you didn't have to prepare anything at all and it's just kind of flowing off the cuff with you. So how do you do that? How do you make it look like that? Lots of preparation. <laughs> um, really, Kathy, it's a combination. It's a combination for sure. So there's little tips like your opening. You want that opening to be so clear and concise and just wow the audience to get them out of their seats or out of their phones or out of their what they're thinking about, what they meeting they've just left or what was for lunch or any of those kinds of things. And you just want to open up your presentation so that they wake up. And then, so the closing is also so important, and that is the part that is rehearsed. I know it like a T, and it changes for my audience, um, so it's very customized to an audience, but I know what I've practiced it, I've rehearsed it, I've played with it in front of friends or family that will listen um, to see that it, it hits home for an audience. And then there's little key pieces inside that, that presentation or that keynote. And they could be the stories, um, we call them anchors, so stories or analogies or activities. And in a, let's say you're doing an hour-long keynote or presentation, you want to have a couple of those different anchors. Now, saying that, everything else has to be fluid and natural. So I know, Kathy, you have seen me, and you'll see that I always um, really understand what my, the speakers that went before me said and shared. 
and uh, kind of the flavor of the day. If it's a corporate presentation, I know about the company. So I'm able to do some ad lib or some conversation with audience based on those other pieces that I'm prepared for because I've done my research. Have you ever changed your speech mid-speech because you've seen a shift in the audience or to have a different response from the audience or do you ever go off your your practice session? Um, so I'm very cautious of time. I'm very, very okay. particular. An audience, an audience, or we need to respect the audience and they believe this keynote is going to be an hour, I will go 59 minutes. If they okay. think it's going to be a 20-minute presentation, I'll go 19. Now, saying that, Kathy, <laughs> saying that, there are times, <laughs> there are times where, um, you know, that, that a tragedy happens, and we've heard of one today, actually, on the news. And if there's any um, kind of conflict or any touch base to that in my presentation, especially talking about mental health, I'm mm-hmm. going to need to be very cautious of that. We're very aware of it and perhaps even bring in a different story because of it. Um, now, saying that, that doesn't happen often, but it's so important once you get speaking and people are, you know, paying you for speaking. It's your job. It's your professionalism. Um, once you can get to a point of, of really understanding that and doing that, then, you know, you've, you've created a, a presentation that is fluid and is in tune to where the audience is at. Okay. And... Would you ever have a case where, say you're doing a corporate uh, presentation, a corporate speech, and would the would the company ask you in advance something to speak about, or would they leave it up to you as your topic, or would would there be a case where you got there and you're all ready to go on stage and they say, hey, by the way, can you talk about this, work this into your speech? Like, do, do those things happen yeah. too? Yeah. No. So, and I'll tell you why they don't is because no? we are professionals. No, we are professionals, and so as a professional, we have our expertise. So if at the last minute someone says, well, you know, Sarah, you were going to come and talk about communication with um, the teachers and the parents and the school board, um, but you know what? Instead, we've we've decided to open it up and only have the kids of the school there. I would say, you know what? I'm not the person for you because Uh I'm not a professional with school-aged children. And as much as I love them and I have kids of my own, um, I would not do the talk justice. And there's great, phenomenal speakers out there that speak to our youth. So the biggest mistake a speaker can make is to pretend they're a speaker on everything because you're not. You're not an expert in everything. You're not. and, And you need to practice and you need to be prepared. Now, as a professional speaker, you're also, you stay prepared. You don't get prepared. You stay prepared. So if someone called me tomorrow and said, hey, we need some mental health education and our company um, would like to have a speaker, we actually had an opening tomorrow, I could jump in and do that tomorrow because it's my expertise. So how do you stay prepared? Are you always updating your keynote or are you just always practicing the keynote and how many different keynotes would you actually have? Yeah, throw them all at the same time. um, yeah, I just say it all the same time. I, yeah. I have about uh, three in three true keynotes in my mental health world, and I have about five in my public speaking world. And so those are pretty consistent. I know pretty much the openings. I'll change the conclusion based on my audience, which can be done like an hour before I go. 
the stories. So the beautiful thing about once you become really proficient in speaking is you might have um, three or four stories that really hit home to that one particular point. Now, those three or four stories, I choose which story I bring in. So if it's mainly, mainly women, I might choose one that relates more to women. If it's mainly men, I have one that relates more to that. If it's uh, a fun lunchtime keynote, that's going to be different than a heavy-duty corporate keynote. So, you know, I'll, I'll change up the stories. The point will still be the same, though. So if the point happens to be, uh, for the spoken advantage, if the point happens to be watch out for your PowerPoint, and we, we're talking about PowerPoint, that still applies to both, you know, entrepreneurs as well as, uh, a corporate place. I just add different stories into it. Okay. And how long would you, now, someone like you that's been doing it a little bit longer, um, how long do you have to take to practice your your keynote? So say you did have uh, an event coming up next month that you were going to be the keynote at, how much practice would you have to put in to be prepared for that? I practice all the time. Is that funny? But I do. I, I practice morning, noon, and night. So if you caught me in bed, which hopefully you won't, but (laughs) before I get up, people say, you know, I meditate, or I do this, or I do that in the morning, this is my morning routine. Well, probably more information than you need to know, but my husband gets up before me, and I have a half an hour where I lie there, and I will practice my keynotes. So if I have a keynote that week, that's what I will practice in my head. Uh, the same with if I'm driving and listening to the music, I'll turn off the music and just run through my keynote in my car by myself. So I'm always kind of rehearsing, playing with new stories, um, introducing kind of an activity to my family to see if it works. So it's, it's a constant piece. Saying that, if you're an entrepreneur and your speaking isn't 90% of your business and it's only 40% of your business, then as a coach, what I would do is I'd work with you on your one or two keynote speeches that you are ready to deliver to any audience that asks for you to speak on your expertise. Oh, okay. Wow. That's very cool. And so for you, it's it's almost like a, it's not even like practice. It's just a natural way of life. Part of your it is. Routine, routine, really. Yeah, wow. because as far as I'm concerned, when I speak, I, I, I'm always... I'm always speaking about business because I actually love my business and love the world that I live in. So whether it's mental health or whether it's uh, public speaking, I live that. So Mm -hmm. I might be at a networking event. I might be at a social event and somebody doesn't know what I do and they say, hey, Sarah, what do you do? That's speaking. Um, If you're an entrepreneur, you should know the stories in your business. You need to to work those stories and understand those stories and how they relate because those are what's going to sell is your story. Yeah. Wow. That's, that is so cool because it, it, oftentimes, and I mean, everyone that's listening has been to a, a conference or an event or something where someone's gotten up to speak and you you don't really hear what happens behind the scenes. They get up, they speak, and then they're gone. And you think, oh, they just jumped up there. I mean, I know we don't, they don't really just jump up there and start talking, but you, you don't realize some how much do. practice and some do. Yeah, those, those ones you usually can tell, I think. Yeah. <laughs> but even even from a, an amateur like me, I could tell some of the ones that haven't practiced as much. But it's it's incredible, though. That's all because it's so much practice that you are doing that uh, I don't think people realize how much goes into it. Because they think, oh, talk, I can talk. Speaking will be easy. Yeah. And it's, it's and, not. And that's fine if you just want to talk. 
you'll talk. But if you want to sell a product or a service, mm. or if you want to change in somebody's ideas, what they, how they think of something, um, that requires practice. We have a, a tool that we use called SWAP, S-W-A-P, sell without annoying people. Because right. every time you speak, right, you're selling. You're selling yep. an idea, a thought, a product, a service, a concept, a model, whatever it is, you're always selling. And if you can do it through stories and analogies and activities, um, then it's an easy sell. Your audience is going to want that, want more of you or your service or your idea. Yeah. And and just when you said about the selling when you're talking, if you're, if you're going to be doing a speaking and your intention is to sell your product or your company or whatever um, – do you ever take have a conversation from the stage? Like, would a speech be ever interactive that way, where there's a question and answer type uh, section, or yeah? Yeah. So actually, when would you normally do an answer, question answer period, Kathy? Like, when when do most speakers do them? At the end. Yeah, and and that's yeah. that's not good. <laughs> no. So you never want to do your question and answer at the end. You wanna you wanna wrap up about three minutes before the end, and that way you have control of how many questions are being asked. Uh, if someone asks a really difficult question, you're able to take control of the stage by saying, wow, that's a great question, and I'd like to talk to you further about that. Can we exchange our emails? And it still gives you the last word, because remember when I told you the conclusion um, is thought out and practiced and prepared specially for that audience. And to do that, you want to end with that so that they remember your voice, your ideas, your thoughts rather than perhaps a disgruntled, you know, person in the audience or someone that's just had a bad experience. Yeah, that's so true. And you see that all the time with the Q&A. And that's true, because that, I know even different events I've been at, and that's the part that we were talking about afterwards. So that's really yeah. good to know. Um, fantastic. So believe it or not, we're actually up to our second break. Um, that kind of snuck up on me. <laughs> so... We'll- <laughs> We'll take our second break, and when we come back, I want to talk to you about your best and your worst experiences that you've had. Like, if you've had a real one that stands out that was so fantastic, you'd repeat it every day, and one that stood out that you wouldn't want to repeat it again, <laughs> no matter what. <laughs> so we'll we'll talk about that when we come back. Um, you are listening Excellent. to the. So we'll be back with Sarah. You're listening to Financially Speaking with myself, Kathy Cook Noble on the Inspired Choices Network. and we return, we're going to continue to talk to Sarah about uh, professional speaking and the world that she is living in with that. We will be right back. Too many of us get caught up in the unreal lives of reality television and complete to acquire stuff, which is setting us up to accumulate lots of debt. We're scared, confused, and don't know who to talk to. By tuning into Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook-Noble, you'll learn tips you can use to improve your financial health, which in turn can improve your overall health and make for a very happy life. Live a life you can afford and enjoy. It is possible. Listen for Financially Speaking Radio Show every Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Mountain, and 1 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. This is Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook-Noble. To participate in the program, call in the U.S. 815-880-8255. 
Canada, 613-800-8736, or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to Kathy at bookkeepplus.ca. Now back to the program. Welcome back, everyone. I'm Kathy Cook-Noble on the Inspired Choices Network, and today our show topic is about world-class speaking with Sarah Hilton. So we're super excited to have Sarah and share some of these tips already. I've learned so much about how speakers are. And before we went to break, we were just talking about um, what I think is actually really cool, the swap, the sell without annoying people. I like that. And Sarah was sharing with us how people get prepared and how she gets prepared and just and actually just stays prepared, which is really was a really key thing to learn, I think, for everyone. Um, so Sarah... When you've you've spoken at various stages, on various stages, uh, various cities, and so forth, what's been one of your best experiences that, or one of your worst experiences, whichever one you want to start with, um, on any of your speaking engagements? Awesome. So uh, I'll start with the worst, Shelley. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so one of my worst worst speaking um, times was when I'm actually an MC, so I was actually introducing. Uh, someone that was coming up to speak. So I was introducing the main speaker of the night. And I did what, you know, we're supposed to do. I dressed in a suit, looking very professional with my high heel shoes, and I was all put together. Um, and I'll let you know, that's not usually me. I'm put together in my own way, but I have my own flair, my own branding, my own style that works for me as a professional speaker. But on this day, it was early in my career, and I, and I wanted to be that look. So I, you know, walk up on stage, three steps up, and I landed, trip landed right on my face in front of everyone. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> and, yeah, that's exactly, I, I think I said different kinds of words, but sure. And <laughs> it was so difficult. And funny enough, I, I think, Kathy, you were at my last speaking engagement, and I, I'm always so excited now because there's many times you will see me speak on stage, depending on the audience, but I will speak on stage in bare feet or uh, flat yeah. for sure. Yep. And I am in my zone when I'm that way. So what the learning that came from that experience is you got to be you. And so many speakers try to see what other people are doing instead of owning their personality. Because when you're speaking on stage, you're branding yourself and your product and your service, your idea, and that goes along with everything, the way you coach. Like, I'm not going to coach in a three-piece suit, you know, <laughs> so why would I go on stage in a, in a suit? Like, you're hiring me as your coach. I want you to get to know me. And um, so it's always important to look at that and say, okay, so who am I as a personality and how do I marry that with what my branding is as, is as a speaker? So that was my worst. Wow. I, I've, had other, wow. I've had other bad ones, but <laughs> that's the worst one. <laughs> and then, yeah, my best one, though, which I love to chat about, too, is I had um, been speaking about mental health for a number of years early in my career again. And, you know, they were great. Everybody came up to me, lined up afterwards to share their mental health stories. And there was lots of buzz. And I did fairly well. And you know, it was great, but I said to my coach, I had a speaking coach at the time, and I said to my coach, you know what, um, I get a like a standing ovation a lot, and it feels good and all of that, but there was something missing, and so he says, you know what, it's not about the standing ovation, 
It's about the standing invitation. How many times do people sit in your audience and say, I need her at my next event? Wow. Wow. Like that is huge learning. So I took some of the tips that I learned that you learn when you you coach in the world-class speaking program, and I took some of those tips. I went away, came home. I, I had been out coaching, and I came home, and I put just a couple of those really key components into my next mental health talk, and sure enough, Afterwards, I got three bookings, boom, boom, boom. And, and that's kind of how my life goes now is I get repeat business because of how it's constructed on stage. And nice. that's swap. That's it, like that's And it feels good because it doesn't feel like you're selling your, your product or service. It feels like you're sharing it. And when you share it in the right way, your audience wants it. Nice. So, so- yeah, that was probably one of my best. So how, how is there a, is there any size audience that makes you nervous? Like do you get do you ever get nervous before you go on stage? <laughs> um, so let me think. I, I smaller audiences are actually more difficult than larger ones for me. I'd rather have the oh, 500 yeah. than I would the five. Uh, okay. So I am I am truly a breakout session or a keynoter that I, I love doing that kind of thing. And so saying that, do I get nervous? I get nervous. Um, I'll give you an example. A couple weeks ago, I spoke at the Power of the Purse, and when I was there speaking, I was trying a brand-new opening video, something I had never done before, Um, brand-new for 2018 and really launching it at the Power of the Purse. And so I was a little nervous because even though I was prepared, I had practiced, I had done my homework, done my research, wasn't sure how this audience would respond to it. Um, And so I had the butterfly. But when you have, like, a system to how you prepare to speak, just that kind of hour before you go on stage, it really helps get take those butterflies and make them into excitement. And when you get on stage excited, um, you bring that audience with you. So that that's nice. really cool. And, and there's lots of things that I do to do that in that hour before I speak. Nice. Um, so if you um, say you're at a, an event and you have a, at one of your – one of your clients that's speaking and you're watching them and they get nervous, um, what would what happens if they get on stage and, and they freeze? Like, would you go up and help them or how? <laughs> no. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Jump in and save the day. <laughs> yeah. No, you know what? Um, preparation and coaching is everything, right? And I believe yeah. that I would be very honest as a coach to say, you know what, Kathy or whoever it is, uh, you may not be ready for the big stage. Why don't we start with this group um, from, let's say, Mo Mondays or some of the local groups where there's just 20 people in the audience? Why don't we practice it? Why don't we get our jitters out there? Um, and then you'll know if you're ready for the next step. And one of the right. other things that we do in coaching is I will stop you. I'll be your distraction. I will hopefully help you find the stuck parts where you might breathe. And the way that the presentation is set up in the work that we do, it's all about having these little triggers for you to be able to just take a deep breath, and then you find your where where you are at. And I will be honest, I've never had a client freeze on stage to date. Knock on wood. Nice. <laughs> nice. Yeah, but we learn uh, that. We practice that, right? So that even if – because there's days where I get on stage and I'm thinking, oh, my goodness, where am I going? Take a deep breath. And then – 
it's constructed so much that I can throw in an activity, the activity takes the attention off me for a couple of minutes until I get grounded again. So you learn those, you learn those techniques so that the freezing doesn't really happen. Yes. Oh, good. Um, and that, you know, I was thinking with, um, with all the speaking you've done. So we have um, a diverse audience with Inspired Choices Network, uh, several countries and uh, a lot in the United States, a lot in Canada, the United Kingdom. Are you able to, when you do your coaching, would you be able to do client, client coaching in other countries or do they have to be like physically one-on-one in front of you? Or is this something that you do through all the available technology that we have? Absolutely easy to do across yeah. across the world. Um, I had a couple of clients a couple of years ago from India, and they were moving to the U.S. One was moving to the U.S. One was moving to Canada, and they just wanted to have a stronger confidence in presenting because they knew when they came to school here for university or college that they would need to present. And although they felt confident in other areas, that was one area that they were um, feeling that they didn't have the confidence they were looking for. So we did some coaching online that way. I have a client right now that I'm working with in Florida. Uh, I have cousins, funny enough, in the UK. And whenever they're preparing a speech, they will reach out and we'll do it on Skype or Zoom, whatever's comfortable. And all the tools are are there, so you're still going to get the live experience. The other thing that works really well across across the world is people send me their speeches like a YouTube video and I can critique and support and help them mold it or tweak it so that it's just right. And that's all. Oh, yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. Um, So it's exciting because I know there's a lot of people out there that are in need of your services and you'll be able to help them no matter where they are, which is great. Um, Can can we talk? The thing is, is, yes. Go ahead. I was just going to say, the biggest thing to remember is that whatever business you're in, we know that speaking is the best and easiest way to advertise these days. The more you speak about your expertise or your book, if you are an author, or anything like that, the more you speak about it, just like we're doing this radio show, right, or a podcast or anything of that sort, that's all speaking. So you have lots of opportunities to advertise for very little cost and big, big returns. Right. Um, I'm actually, you just reminded me the, uh, so Warren Buffett, he's sort of a big deal in our world of finance. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, I, I know he was speaking at, uh, I think it was Columbia university, him and Bill Gates. And he was asked by the MBA, it was the MBA class. And he was asked by them, what would be the, the advice that they would give to the, the newly graduating MBAs that would be the most important thing for them in their career and business. And Warren Buffett said, get over your fear of public speaking. And I thought that was really interesting. And when you said that, I was like, you know what? That's right. Warren Buffett said that, and he's done okay. So I think he's he's. So you're comparing me? That's awesome. (laughs) That's right. You're just, that's right. You're the Warren Buffett of public speaking. (laughs) That's pretty great. It is important. Yeah. Yeah. And and that's one of the biggest fears people have. That and they say the biggest fear is, is, uh, death and public speaking. Yeah. So. And you know what? That that hasn't changed in so many years. So the public speaking piece, um, we get calls from corporations or companies all the time where their leaders have gone into the leadership role and they may have been great on the computer doing their particular pro- program or project or their engineers or their um, IT people, 
and they just don't know how to speak. So when they get into training other people on their team or leading their team or going out into the world at conferences to network or to um, present an idea on stage, that's where they get stuck. They're brilliant. Yeah. They're brilliant in their expertise, but they need to be able to share it to any kinds of any kind of audience. Yeah, we I've seen that in in finance where you've got some great minds in finance, but they're not able to explain or or clearly share how things actually happen in a way that people understand it. Um, yes, but that and that's not usually on a big scale. Like usually our the training we have is like you said a smaller group. And maybe that's maybe that's it. Maybe it's a smaller group. They need to be in front of more people. I don't know. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, that's that's great. Um, we are up to our third break. Um, when we get back, though, can we can we talk about um, even your boot camps? Because I just we haven't mentioned those yet, and I know you've got your your boot camps that you do for speaking and um all you have a whole bunch of other things that you do with the coaching but i know the boot camps is like a group event so maybe we can just mention that and talk about that for a minute okay Absolutely. cool cool so we'll take our third break you are listening to financially speaking with myself Kathy Cook Noble on the Inspire Choices Network and when we return we're going to finish our conversation with Sarah Hilton she's a world class speaking expert and we are excited to have her here we'll be right back Too many of us get caught up in the unreal lives of reality television and complete to acquire stuff which is setting us up to accumulate lots of debt. We're scared, confused, and don't know who to talk to. By tuning into Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook Noble, you'll learn tips you can use to improve your financial health, which in turn can improve your overall health and make for a very happy life. Live a life you can afford and enjoy. It is possible. Listen for Financially Speaking Radio Show every Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Mountain, and 1 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. This is Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook Noble. To participate in the program, call in the U.S. 815-880-8255, Canada 613-800-8736, or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to kathy at bookkeepplus.ca. Now back to the program. Welcome back, everyone. I am Kathy Cook-Noble on the Inspired Choices Network, and today our show topic is about public speaking in a world-class forum with the world-class speaker, Sarah Hilton. And before we went to break, we were just talking about um, different ways that people handle public speaking and different ways they learn and and uh, different ways that you can actually work with Sarah. And that was one of the, one of the great things that I think people need to know is um, she's available to work with people anywhere in the world because of the way we have technology and and uh, the diff- everyone in the world is certainly in need of the service. So there's uh, no barriers at all to get a hold of Sarah, which is great. Um, which actually I want to remember too, Sarah, um, how people can get a hold of you. So if there's anyone listening out there that's thinking, I need to talk to Sarah, and I'm sure there's a lot of people out there thinking I, uh, I should talk to Sarah and they should want to reach out to her. Um, 
what would be the best way for them to get a hold of you? Um, right now, you can just Sarah at SpokenAdvantage.com. So it's just my name with an H, Sarah with an H, SpokenAdvantage.com. Perfect. That's the best way. Um, you can have a look on the website. You can you can email me any of your questions. I'm happy to to help out if you have an idea or a thought about taking something on stage. Awesome. That's great. Um, so before we went to break, I, I mentioned about the boot camps that I know that you run. And can you just share a little bit about how they work and how many people mm-hmm. you coach at a time? So it's like group coaching, I guess. So how yeah. how do you do those? So our our boot camps are actually one of our very popular. They're, they've been going on for years. And what why we call it a boot camp, of course, is because you actually don't come and just sit there all day. You come for a day, and you get um, you personally get uh, time on the stage. We call it to share your story or your presentation or a piece of your long keynote. And then the rest of the time in your section, we the audience get to provide some feedback, ask some questions, and then myself as the coach coaches you through how you could change it up, tweak it a little bit, um, in, in, and answer any questions you have. We film that so that you can really look at it later and you can actually use it um, to learn and grow and be a a better speaker. And the nice thing about it is, is not only do you do your piece, you actually get to hear other speakers and learn from them and also be the audience on, you know, how did that make me feel? What did I learn from that? What could have helped to make it clearer? And they're great boot camps. We usually have um, between, you know, 10 and 15 people is ideal. And people will say, well, like I'm from London, Ontario in Canada, and, you know, can I only do it there? Well, the greatest thing is, is that I can be on the road, and I do go on the road. So you might have a group with your women's group or uh, a a different community group that you're involved with or your company, and I can actually bring the boot camp to you. So that's kind of neat because then you can keep it with a group of people that you're very comfortable with, but you all have the need for the same learning and the same skills. And the people that attend the boot camp are not necessarily professional speakers, right? These could be just regular no. people like me that, you know, <laughs> that just need to be so better at as, Yeah, so speech coaching is funny because it's all kinds of people. It's someone just starting out in business. So they want to know how to network. They want to know how to have those one-to-one conversations to help people understand their business. Right yeah. to the person that is ready to go from free to fee. So they've been speaking, you know, but now they're ready to take on the stage and get paid for it, get paid five grand or three grand or ten grand, whatever their desire and their and their compatibility is. So we work with, like, people from all of those stages. And then even professional speakers like myself, and I speak a lot, um, I have a coach so that once in a while I like to switch it up. I like to be current with the current uh, information and current knowledge that's out there on my expertise. And so I'll go to my coach and go, okay, we need a tweak here. I'd like a new opening. Or, And, and you're always being coached because we know the value of coaches that way. So corporate uses me for their 60 seconds right through to how to build a presentation, how to lead a team, how to um, do a staff meeting, those kinds of things, to professional speakers, to people brand new in business and saying, okay, I know speaking is a big part of, of what I need to learn for confidence even though I know I'm on, I know my product. Yeah. I I can see um, years ago um, 
when we had to do presentations to our municipalities for different licensing and stuff for business, I can see where that would have been really helpful <laughs> to have had some coaching <laughs> yeah. and support <laughs> way back then. But and, it's, and, it's, and even now. It is so much fun. <laughs> like, it, it doesn't have to be a, a chore. Like, I think of other, like, I'm, I'm laughing in a sense because money would have always been my thing. But really, <laughs> uh, speech coaching is fun. It just makes you, because you're already excited about your product or your service or your idea. So it's just bringing that to a whole new level. And that is exciting, and your audience will get excited about that, whether your audience is one or a thousand. Nice. Do you, um, just as a quick question for you before we have to wrap up, but is there a, do you have a favorite part that stands out to you on the coaching? Like, is it when you're working one-on-one or when you're in a group or when you see your client on stage or, or what would be, is there a particular part that really oh. jumps out at Absolutely, when I see my clients on stage. So often when I'm coaching, I will go and see their first big keynote or one of my professional speakers might have a keynote they want me to come out and evaluate so I can see how the audience is responding to that keynote and when they pay attention, when they participate in activities, things like that. The bottom line is the greatest, greatest thing for me that the part that keeps me going is seeing that progression of someone going from I'm nervous to, wow, I just made five grand on the stage and feel awesome. Nice. That's awesome. Um, and you are, you're mobile, as you said. So you're able to go to people and to companies as well as to clients and uh, watch them in different spots as well, aren't you? Absolutely. Yeah, I, I do um, travel a little bit and we have other world-class speaking coaches that if we need a team of, of a few people because of a particular company, we can do that. So... Yeah. I am your coach, your one-to-one coach, but um, there's lots of possibilities and opportunities to make sure that the people that want coaching and, and know that it's a vital part to their business, that they, they get it in the way that works best for them. That's exciting. That's really exciting. Um, so we are just coming to the close of our show tonight, and I want to thank you so much, Sarah, for joining us and sharing those tips and, and tricks on public speaking. I'm super, super happy and appreciative to have you had join us tonight and thank you all to everyone who's listening and hope you all have enjoyed your long holiday weekend because uh, we have had great weather Um, we will see you again right back here at the same time next week thank you for choosing to listen to financially speaking radio show Kathy Cook Noble will return next Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time 3 p.m. Central 2 p.m. Mountain, and 1 p.m. Pacific on InspireChoicesNetwork.com. We hope you'll join us. Until then, have the best week of your life by making the choices that bring you all that you desire.